Welcome to College Prep Confidential, empowering your student with the elite tools they need to get accepted to their dream university. Discover test-taking blueprints from Ivy League professionals, financial aid secrets to get more money for school, and mindset tips for a better college future. Now, please welcome your host, Don Sevcik. Welcome to Episode 7 of the College Prep Confidential Podcast. My name is Don Sevcik, and this week... Let's talk about how success leaves clues. And this is the driving force behind this week's episode, entitled Warren Buffett's College Prep Strategy, Seek Stupidity to Get Smarter. In order to learn more about the greats in certain industries, I like to study their habits. Examples include writing, health, and finance. Now, as I researched finance models to study, I keep coming back to Warren Buffett and his investment partner, Charlie Munger. And as I studied them, I found a powerful tip you can use for college prep exams and college prep planning. And in a moment, I'll share this tip with you. Since learning this tip, I use it in my business and everyday life. And it's a way to flip things on their head and help you eradicate mistakes and improve your thought process. And I'll show you how in this episode, you could use the power of two billionaire investors to get better exam scores and help you get into the college of your dreams. And it all starts by seeking stupidity. Now, as I studied interviews with Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, I kept running into these things called mental models. Mental models are a way to think about thinking. Mental models give you a lens to view the world, as Charlie Munger said. And one mental model, which Buffett and Munger both mention repeatedly, is called inversion. Inversion comes from the German mathematician Jacobi. Now, Jacobi used this method when solving tough math problems. He used to say, invert, always invert. And the interviews with Buffett and Munger talk about the strategy of avoiding mistakes via the power of inversion. Now here's how it works. Instead of finding ways to do something right, think about all the ways you could go wrong. Start at the end, assuming you failed your project or your mission. Think about all the ways you could fail and ruin the project or ruin your task. Now, as I'm reading about this, Charlie Munger wrote a letter to shareholders at Wesco, where he was a chairman. And he said, It is remarkable how much long-term advantage people like us have gotten by trying to be consistently not stupid, instead of trying to be very intelligent. There must be some wisdom in the folk saying, it's the strong swimmers who drown. In other words, to get smarter, seek stupidity first. Figure out everything that can go wrong, things you could do wrong, ways you'd think incorrectly. Now, one of the ways you seek stupidity is through arrogance or thinking you know it all. Now, to remedy this problem, ask yourself a two-word question before any project. And I'll get to the question in a moment, but first, 
I want to show it to you in action. Now, there's a powerful example of arrogance avoidance in the Brad Pitt movie World War Z. Brad Pitt plays a former United Nations investigator named Jerry Lane. The movie starts off with his family feeling content. But suddenly, the world is plagued by a mysterious infection, turning whole human populations into rampaging, mindless zombies. After barely escaping the chaos, Lane is persuaded to go on a mission to investigate the disease. I was watching World War Z last weekend, and I found an interesting college prep lesson against the backdrop of Brad Pitt fending off the zombie apocalypse. Without giving too much away about the plot, Brad Pitt flies to Israel, where up until this moment in the movie, we see Israel has done a good job of fending off the zombies, unlike other countries who are getting ravaged. And we learn how from the scene I'm about to tell you. It has to do with the two-word question you always ask for any project. In the scene, there's a Mossad agent trying to explain to Brad Pitt's character why Israel was far more prepared for a zombie outbreak than the rest of the world. The reason, he cited, was called the Tenth Man Rule. He explained that Israel's Security Council had ten advisors that looked into big-picture issues. Now, if the first nine people dismissed an issue or potential danger to the country— then the tenth man was forced to overrule them on principle and look into the issue no matter how far-fetched the scenario. This way, Israel would always be prepared for what we know as black swan events. Black swan events are rare things which, if happen, can devastate a project. This tenth man thinking led Israel to build a large wall to help keep out the zombies. This scene demonstrates the two-word question perfectly. And the two-word question you should always ask before any project or task is, what if? What if things go wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if something failed? I want you to think about any task. There's two ways you could lose. Number one, the task is too difficult or you are not prepared. Or number two, you make silly errors and beat yourself. Inversion, aka seeking stupidity or errors, aims to solve problem number two, and sometimes even part of problem one. In the inversion strategy, you aren't so much trying to win as you are trying not to lose. You'll find a great example of this thinking, by the way, in a 1975 essay entitled The Loser's Game. Charles Ellis calls professional tennis a winner's game. And here's an excerpt from the essay. In expert tennis, about 80% of the points are won. In amateur tennis, about 80% of the points are lost. In other words, professional tennis is a winner's game. The final outcome is determined by the activities of the winner. And amateur tennis is a loser's game. The final outcome is determined by the activities of the loser. The two games are, in their fundamental characteristic, not at all the same. They are opposites. Now let's think about this for a moment. When you tilt your thinking for inversion, instead of asking how can I win or how can I solve the problem, 
or how can I do this task? Ask, how can I not lose? Or what mistakes could I make to derail this project? Now, I'm thinking about Charles Ellis's quote about tennis, and the same works with ping pong. I noticed when I first started ping pong, I would lose because I'd, be, I'd beat myself. I'd hit the ball off the table or, or hit it too far or hit it into the net. So in essence, I wasn't getting beat because the other player was better. I was getting beat because I was making stupid mistakes. When I focus my game on not hitting the ball into the net or over the back line, I won a lot more games. And it all started with the inversion mindset. What am I doing or what would I be doing if I were to lose this game? Now let's take that thought process and review some college prep examples using the power of inversion. First, let's list out dumb mistakes you'd make before taking an ACT or SAT exam. Well, if I were to fail an exam, I would not check my work. I'd go too fast. I'd avoid studying. I probably wouldn't get enough sleep, so I'd be exhausted on exam day. I'd skip eating nourishing foods for my brain and body, so when I woke up and took the exam, my mind would be groggy. I'd skip learning the fundamentals of the exams. And I'd skip over taking the practice exams, thereby avoiding continuous improvement before the live exam. Now, speaking of exams, to see this in action, I read a great story about Warren Buffett again, who I mentioned earlier. Buffett used to convene a group of people he called the Buffett Group. And at one such meeting, Benjamin Graham, who's Warren Buffett's mentor and teacher, gave everybody in the Buffett Group a quiz. Now, I spent hours searching for this reference, and it comes from Benjamin Graham on value investing, lessons from the Dean of Wall Street. And here's Buffett. He gave us a quiz, a true-false quiz, and there were all these guys who were very smart. He told us ahead of time that half were true and half were false. There were 20 questions on the quiz. Most of us got less than 10 right. Now, if we'd marked everyone true or everyone false, we would have gotten 10 right. Graham made up the deceptively simple historical puzzler himself, Buffett explained. It was to illustrate a point that the smart fellow kind of rigs the game. It was 1968 when all this phony accounting was going on. You think you could profit from it by riding along in the coattails, but Graham's quiz was to illustrate that if you tried to play the other guy's game, it was not easy to do. Now let's use inversion and the example I just gave you to list out dumb mistakes for college prep. If I were to screw up college prep, I'd do these things. I'd wait until the last minute to seek financial aid. I'd skip looking at multiple schools, thereby avoiding multiple offers so nobody would be competing over me. I'd take on extra debt, which hurts me in the future by not getting extra financial aid. I'd skip over checking my work on FAFSA forms for errors and omissions. My college essay would be boring and wouldn't move people emotionally. I'd skip over highlighting my individuality. I'd be boring and blend in. I wouldn't research schools. I'd avoid talking to college alumni. And I certainly would not seek help from people who've succeeded with college prep. Inversion helps you avoid another deadly two-letter phrase, confirmation bias, or as I like to call it, 
two words you practice to lie to yourself. Confirmation bias defined as the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs or hypothesis. In other words, you're looking for all the ways that will prove you're right, but ignore all the ways that would prove you wrong. Now, what you do with confirmation bias is ignore our famous question, what if? Confirmation bias hurts you because you don't get the full picture of a project or task. By looking at it from the what if, aka inversion side, you plug leaking, gaping holes in your logic and your approach. Inversion finds what is by, excluding what is not. Michelangelo said it best. When asked how he created his famous statue of David, he replied, You just chip away everything that does not look like David. Now I want to help you create your own college prep statue of David. We've covered a lot in this episode. So to help you, I've created a resource page just for you, the CPC Podcast Listener. This page includes a free guide on inversion for college prep. So just like Michelangelo, you could carve your own college prep masterpiece. To help you master exams and master college prep without making mistakes which take you out of the game, check out cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com. On this page, I've included a free inversion checklist for your college prep journey. Why am I doing this? Because I know how much work college prep can be. And if you find value in this inversion guide, maybe you'll choose to work with my team in the future for more college prep help. And if not, no big deal. Once again, this free inversion guide and resource page is at cpcshow.com. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. That's all for this episode of College Prep Confidential. To discover how to give your student a better future by increasing financial aid, improving test scores, and reducing stress, visit our website at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com.